0: Hey, Adam, mm. what's the difference between a rooted voicing and a rude voicing?
1: One has the root in it, and the other is kind of a jerk. Ugh. Martin and you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast daily Chaz advice coming at you I'm sorry about that that was just that was a terrible <laughs> intro- like you threw me the ball yeah and I was and in left field it. and I was like <laughs> I got it I got it. I, I dropped it that was not funny uh, clever or I don't think you dropped it I literally just, I don't even think you caught it I don't think <laughs> I don't think you touched it. I didn't even run <laughs> towards it. That was so half hearted But
0: that shows the spontaneity of the You'll Hear podcast. <laughs> you can't fake we that. Are, terrible. We are
1: totally off the cuff here. Imagine if it was scripted. It yeah. was, that would be terrible. It would be even worse.
0: Well, you know, we're in the we're obviously back in the pod cave. Good to see you again. You too. Um, but look, it's this is the dog days of summer. Let's be honest. It's July thirtieth, Tuesday. Wolf. You know, Tuesday. we're we're back on our daily schedule here and. Um, it's summertime, man. We gotta. We, any kind of creativity has to be spontaneously uh, created. So let's see if one of our listeners can't help us.
1: We do have a listener, William, who sent us a speak pipe. Let's mm. check it out. Let's do it.
0: Hey, Pierre and Adam. This is William from California, and I love the podcast. I listen to it all the time. You, do, you guys are definitely doing a really great job. Um, so my question is. Um, if you guys could sort of talk about uh, rootless voicings versus voicings incorporating the root and uh, when would be a good time to play a rootless voicing, when would be a good time uh, to play a voicing with the root and maybe the difference uh, with that between maybe solo piano and then a piano-based drums trio or maybe you're comping or, or soloing and um, so, yeah, if you guys could talk about that, that would be awesome. Again, I love the podcast. And, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. All right, William. Thank you very much. Thank you for the love. You're going to really love this podcast after we, to pick up on your
1: baseball analogy,
0: knock this answer out the park. Ba-boom, right?
1: Nice one. That's, okay. You're, you're carrying the load here. <laughs> Sorry. I actually have a funny story about Roots. I was driving mm-hmm. with my wife to my parents' house in the country. Mm. And we were down this little road, and there was a yeah, it was kind Keep of like that. And there was a there was a door in a field mm. that was like you know uh, submerged a little bit in the field. It was a little dormant. It was a little dormant. It was in a hill oh, door. Gosh, okay. It was on a hill. It was a yeah. little door, and I was like, well, you know, I I've driven by that house every day from you know my whole life. What is that door? What do you think that door goes to? She's like, oh, it goes to a root cellar, and a I was like, root huh, cellar, a root cellar. I was like, I, that's cool. I love roots, like rooted vegetables. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I thought. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like. This is where you like keep your turnips, right, right? No, no, no. It's just because it's it's in the in the earth uh-huh. near where the roots are of the plants or whatever, yeah. and it's it's a naturally cool, you know, kind of damp place where you could s- cellar things. But I was like, oh, that's a st- that's where you keep your roots, your rooted vegetables, right? And Heather's like, you are truly dumb about things that <laughs> or are jazz piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah <go> very <laughs> well hungry. you weren't
0: looking for like a rooted you know sharp nine chord or anything at least down in that cellar were no you?
1: but i stand by my statement i do love <laughs> roots both the vegetables and the chords. that's right
0: i mean look this is and and, and for the chords, isn't it all about when you know when it's good to play and so that was you know when you play i would say when to play with roots that'd be monday wednesday fridays Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday should be rootless. Is that is that a good way to look at it?
1: Why would you delineate by the day? Of <laughs> well, the he's week?
0: asking when, so I'm going by like, you know,
1: trying to get a pattern going. When? <laughs> no, you know what, man? I am a convert to the roots because I grew up some some piano teacher somewhere convinced me never to ever play the root, mm, and, a
0: modernist, yeah,
1: or <laughs> or play below, you know, the T and Steinway or whatever yeah, the hell yeah. it was, the K Carter, and Bach, <laughs> Kron- yeah, the the and in Chronic and Bach, but uh,
0: playing the Chronic and Bach sends me straight to wanting to smoke some crack. Let me be honest with you. Come on now.
1: <laughs> so that was probably like you know up until I was somewhere in my twenties, and then I started transcribing a lot of great pianists a lot more. Yeah and realize that they're all playing rooted voicings. they're all playing roots they've been in that cellar like all they're the all about the they're roots. in the root root cellar <laughs> like constantly <laughs> yeah and it doesn't actually matter if it's solo piano or not yeah it doesn't matter if there's a bass player or not it doesn't matter really the context if they're comping or comping for themselves or playing the melody there is always the possibility of playing rooted voicings and i would say on the flip if you're playing solo piano you could throw some rootless voicings in no one ever said you couldn't do that you that's know? right
0: that's right yeah i think that that um the the idea that there's a time to play them and there's a time not to based upon instrumentation we don't subscribe to that at all you know it's just more a matter of situational within the performance you, sure. you know so we're always number one listening to to that and, and really that's the key like Not only to listen, but to know what the different sounds sound like, what the different voicings sound like, so you can place them at the right place. Because it's very hard for us to come up with accurate rules, as in when you have a bass player and the bass player is playing the root, you shouldn't play a rooted voicing. That seems obvious, but it's not really true. There's some times when you're going to want to do that to match up with what he or she is doing, you know, with the bass. So, I mean, are we going to play less rooted voicings when we're playing trio, piano trio, as we would solo piano? Yes, probably. Probably. But it's it's very hard to put a percentage basis or even when to do that. I think it's a little bit more, um, I wouldn't say random, but a little bit more unpredictable when it's going to be. So that's really what makes this a tricky question, and I, and we get asked it a lot. We I remember having a lot of questions about this. It's a confusing part of solo piano, I mean of jazz piano, and um, it, it's something that with the more experience that you have in these different situations, I think the more confidence you have in kind of instinctually going to these different kinds of voicings and not thinking about them as two
1: separate buckets right I, I agree that they're not I don't think about them as two separate buckets at all and I would say that William if you're if you if you get too hung up on the rootless thing like some yeah. people do and, and teach, you, then you don't practice the rooted voicings as much. Yeah. And that's the shame because yeah. you can always take the root off. Yeah. Like, I mean, it sounds simple and it's not uh, totally true, but it is kind of true. Yeah. Like, you should be learning as many rooted voicings as non-rooted voicings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if it's to, to your point of knowing what those sound like, right, yeah. and then being able to put them in. For me, there's a lot of times where a punchy rooted voicing is just what the doctor ordered, yep. you know, in the middle of a big band or something. Right. It's just Dr. A, Jazz ordered Dr. That. Jazz ordered a punchy rooted B flat seven voicing and there's nothing, there's no substitute for that. Right. You know? or, well, there's an E seven. That could be a, a sharp nine. That could be a substitute for the B flat seven. I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah. And I like it a lot. I like it a lot. But there is, yeah, like like you said, like if you're playing with the rhythm section, there's no like hard and fast rule. Range could maybe dictate like where yeah. you are a little bit. Well, dictate how the pi-
0: how the piano sounds. How the piano how the sounds. the piano sounds. I'm
1: playing on Thursdays on this little Story and Clark spin it, which I think is just a, a offshoot of Kranich and Bach. Right. But it's like <laughs> it's I could, like a, a limited liability uh, holding company of the Kranich and Bach. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a thin bass that I could play double octaves down there, and it wouldn't get in Bob's way at all. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. it just wouldn't like. But if I was if it was a Steinway D. I might like not go so low. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, well, and you mentioned
0: before like the punchy thing. That's like that kind of uh, voicing. You can almost play anything uh, that that works and sounds good because you're punching in and For out sure. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's such a different thing than sustaining. So that can make more of a difference whether it's rooted or not rooted um you know to potentially clash you know to have less potential to clash than whether or not it's rooted or, or not rooted you know so it's it's whether or not you're playing with a rooted voicing is just one of many different things I think that define and stylize how we can potentially comp yeah. And so it's it's great to think about these things, but I think the main thing is to learn the way these voicings sound, try out different things. And look, most of the time we're going to be trying this stuff out when we play solo piano, because that's when we're practicing. Most people can't be like, call up a bass player and a drummer and a saxophonist and whatever. Can you come over and practice with me? I'm not going to pay you anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe if you're rich, I guess you could. But I mean, we spend most of our time playing and practicing as pianists on our own. So, you know, to your point, I think that you were starting to get to earlier, it's like, it's easier to take away than to add, um, so we can always kind of learn. And and you look at most kind of you know late beginner, maybe intermediate, what we would call jazz pianists, and they generally have a better handle on rootless for voicings sure, for sure, than rooted. Which I always thought was weird because really, if you talk about just some basic voicings, root and seven in the in the left hand it doesn't get any easier to kind of conceptualize and, and lay a foundation for what we're going to do, yeah. whether you're going to go two-handed voicing or yeah, improv yeah. or melody or whatever in the right hand.
1: Yeah, if you can't like lay down a basic accompaniment for your solo piano tune at a medium to medium up tempo, yeah, then you got some work to do on your rooted voicings. Like, yeah. That is all that is. And it's not hard, you can easily get there with inversions and, and everything and any kind of melody on top. Yeah. But it's just work you gotta put in at some point because they come in handy in every single context. And don't worry so much about getting in the bass player's way unless it's a bass player that specifically asks you Say says like you know, yeah. stand of my way. Unless
0: you know he or she isn't a bodybuilding and can potentially kick kick your ass. Yeah, that's
1: okay. always something to look yeah. out for. They get they can get kind can of get, strong. They can <laughs> get kind of big and yeah, yeah, big and burly. But. uh but, the, the, you know, most pianos, especially most pianos that we're playing, smaller pianos at clubs, even, you know, mm-hmm. s- seven-footers, the timbre of them is not going to interfere with the bass player's yeah. thing, you know. And, I mean, look, the range of where you're – I mean, we have, you know, generally
0: two to even sometimes three octaves, maybe two and a half octave range that we can play these basic rooted voicings in yeah. the left hand. Yeah, yeah, So depending on which octave you play them in – yeah can be what will vastly uh, differentiate how it sounds whether or not it works with other instruments and that's again to kind of learning what these things sound and feel like we want to get that into our repertoire of comping left-handed comping techniques so that we know when we can use it and when we can't you, know? you know i mean you are always going to have more space when you're playing solo piano that's there's no getting around that
1: i was just thinking of a, of a really great time to to practice playing these rooted voicings with a bass player is during the bass solo because yeah. that is a real time where you can hear what's going on yeah. the bass player can maybe take it a little higher but yeah i mean i play rooted voicings and bass solos all the time because yep. it's, i feel like it provides a nice accompaniment to the bass player he can hear yep. the changes better he or she can hear the changes better and i'm i'm able to kind of play more completely as an accompanist rather than playing super high rootless voicings all the time which I, i'll do but you know yep. what i mean like but if you haven't practiced that, give that a shot the next time you're comping for a bass solo because you'll, first of all, I think the bass player is going to dig it. Yeah. And second of all, it's like a great way to hear how you, how the piano can clash or not clash with the bass player.
0: Yeah. And I think, too, um, you know, if you get into some higher-rooted vo- voicings, higher up in the, in the range, I'm thinking specifically between, you know, the C below middle C mm. uh, up until... About middle C up in that octave. Yeah. Uh, those kind of rooted voicings are very different than an octave below. For sure. Um, first of all, you're in a range that you're almost never going to directly clash or overlap with the bass player. They're very seldom up that high. Yeah. Uh, because you're up, you know, above. Um, well, you're you're up. They're up high on the G string at that point. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah,
1: you're up higher than their high C.
0: If you're, yeah, think yeah. up above middle And and this the voicing sound very differently. And you can get closer to get. You can have more notes. You can have three note, four note, even five note voicings mm-hmm. with that root on the bottom. They're they're more similar to what we would think of as uh, rootless voicings. Mm-hmm. They sound closer to that, mm-hmm. and they can be a nice kind of um, bridge between the little bit higher rootless voicings and the lower kind of root and 7, root 3, 7, or octaves.
1: Flip side, common for a bass player too, Yeah, you could go below the bass player's yeah. range and give the bass player play. like a low B-flat and Not then low. a high chord, you know yeah. what I mean? Give yeah. them a nice like chunk in the middle to to play to have their their own and that's another
0: thing i think we've said this before but it could always use reiterating is learn that range of the bass i mean look we're talking about there's other instruments we can clash with too with our root of voicings but bass is going to normally be the, the the biggest potential clashy and uh but learn the range like learn what you know that e a d and g string and what they sound like where they correspond on the piano um and start to listen to bass players with, when you're playing with them, when you're going to gigs and on recordings and see if you can kind of identify which strings are on, then you can, you know, in which position they're in root posi- you know, uh, in the hand position so you can start to kind of hear and then, you know, where they are on the range of the piano mm-hmm. and then you can start to make some of those decisions based upon that. And sometimes you can play with them. It doesn't mean, but as long as you know where they are and you can hear that, then you can maybe
1: play something with them. Yeah, that's It's great. not against the law. That's good advice. Yeah. So practicing this, how would you practice this? How would you practice your rooted voicings?
0: Well, I think that th- this is a good area because you know normally p- pianists need to expand a certain part, and like we said, it's usually the rooted voicings as opposed to the rootless. But wh- whichever part it is, I think this is a really good area to simplify and isolate. Sure. So you'd go through and, and play some tunes that you know really well. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the you know the, the, all the things you are. Take the A, any, anything that you know well, and say, okay, I'm only going to play rooted voicings mm. for the whole thing like you still have a lot of choices within that but every single voicing you play as you play the melody as you improvise is going to be rooted first of all you're going to find it's harder to do than you think because you're going to be wanting to jump up and make adjustments and so you're kind of focusing in on that and then you can also go through i think and and do specific kinds of rooted voicings root and seven root three seven maybe some of these higher up voicings like i was suggesting um really anything that's that's rooted but just that's regimented to keep you focused on you know in some some people may be like well it's so easy for me i can do that do it for five to ten courses and really listen as you're going because that you're as much the practice is as much about hearing it repeatedly repeatedly hearing it so that you can get into the zone of where you know what this stuff is going to sound like once you go to it so you're going to know in advance whether or not you're going to be clashing or not i love it man
1: Cool. Yeah. Thank you, William, for the question. That's yep, a great, thanks, great question.
0: Man, we're getting a lot of California love, man. Have you noticed that? Oh, man.
1: man we got Coast. a lot of fans.
0: West, West Coast, Coast
1: representing.
0: Um, uh,
1: yeah. If you want to send us a speak pipe, go to com. Check out our blog there. And do it fast because, well, uh, yeah. we're, we're going to tell them in a minute yeah, why. Yeah, okay, but you might want to leave it today. <laughs> uh, hint, hint. Yeah, uh, and don't forget uh, this podcast is sponsored by the great Open Studio. Go to OpenStudioJazz.com. Check out all of our all check out all of our courses. We got a ton of piano courses, courses on trumpet, bass, guitar, drums, yep. saxophone vibes, rhythm section courses. Pretty much everything you think of. Yeah, great great
0: Brazilian um, courses. Yeah, uh, join us at the new platform, which uh, everything's there now. Have you noticed that? Dude, it's so sweet over there. Everything's there, man. Sweet. Open Studio Network is no longer. Well, I mean, it's still with us but, but open studio jazz is the future it's taken over it's taken over and tomorrow we're really excited because we've got a very special announcement so we do please, please tune in to the podcast tomorrow should we tease well we teased it a little bit already yeah right? yeah
1: we, we're, we'll be uh, announcing fully announcing yes tomorrow and launching and, and launching you'll it. be able to sign up for you'll hear premium you'll hear premium
0: yeah. we are super excited about this and this is really um uh, it's 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 going to enable us... Uh, we've heard from so many of you guys, and thank you so much for the love and support in the many ways through the YouTube comments and the emails and everything that we've gotten. Um, you know, and we're excited to be into the new season, but this is a way for you to support the podcast and for us to be able to continue doing what we're doing um, and even up our game. Yeah, you know? and do more, really. And do more. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of the requests for, like, the more premium kind of episodes, so we want to commit to doing that, and so part of that is going to be this new You'll Hear premium. But it's got a bunch of great things that go along with it for sure, that, for sure. We, should we mention them or we wait till tomorrow let's wait till tomorrow We'll. Te- this we'll is a teaser teaser, teaser. we're Just
1: teasing teaser. now yeah, yeah. well
0: then until then
1: you'll hear it